Ladies and gentlemen, these and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Bone Daddy as your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters from the aspiring to the veteran with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. Um, good evening. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but welcome to another episode of This Dungeon is Occupied. Uh, today we're going to be talking about dungeon crawls. Uh, if you notice, you may not notice yet, but, uh, Robbie slash bone daddy is not here, uh, for this recording, but he will be back. He just had some family stuff going on, but we're going to talk about dungeon crawls and how to run them, I guess, and how to make them not suck. Right, Thorn? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Cause like both of us, like dungeon crawls, I started AD and D back in the eighties and it was just dungeon crawls that's what you did now it gets boring and it that i mean personally with with us they suck it's because we like rp versus battle but i mean some people like the fighting yeah and if they want to do dungeon crawls it's it's more power to them and let's talk about how we can make them better that's the big thing let's make them better yeah because if you want to do a dungeon crawl let's do it so it doesn't suck yeah, and I think, I mean, I think we've done it really well lately because I've given you guys a few opportunities for dungeon crawls, but it's not like back-to-back -back combat. And if it is, one of the things that we've done is that we role-play the shit out of our combats, you know, and it, it starts with the easiest, you know, and everyone's heard of Critical Role and Matt Mercer or should have stopped living under a rock. But he always says, says how do you want to do this? when it's the final strike on an enemy that's initially a 30 second opportunity for role play you can role play how the how the death happens what your character's doing describe if it's a spell describe the spell you know describe the glimmer of the the sword or, or whatever you want to do for that role play you can describe it and go into a stupid amount of depth uh, you know, as long as it's free flowing and going off the top and you're still talking and not stopping all the time. I mean, you can you can role play the hell out of a, a death. Um, but we also it's I know we've talked about it in a previous episode. I can't remember the number off the top of my head right now, but it is a combat episode. Uh, so go back and listen to that. But we talk about how you can talk. There's a there's a moment to talk between. uh actions i suppose you know if you're not familiar with D D 5e there's six seconds between each turn so if thorn had a had a turn he gets an a a movement an action and a bonus action and then a reaction so those four things can take six seconds and in the round of let's say five people of the party uh each of those people have their six seconds and it's all happening simultaneously in the, in the one round. And that is, that is true. I mean, the six seconds in the round, that's, that's fine. And it can, you can talk in RP in that and I've done it and it's fun. And when Illidine's running that, it, it makes it fun. But I think back at the basics of it in the beginning, if you plan on doing a, a dungeon crawl, that if you want to try to make your your players get involved in it why not have them start making a map of the dungeon you're going through oh yeah 
So if you're, you obviously have a set map, like if you're going to do a dungeon crawl, you need a set map and you need to know what enemies you're fighting in each room. If there's an enemy there, puzzles, treasures, they all make it much more in, inviting and fun. Mm-hmm. But if you want to start this out, give your character some grid paper. Let them start making a map as where they're going instead of just showing them the whole map as you go. Like, I like that. Tell them which direction you're going. Get them involved in it. Say, okay, you're in a room. You have this. You have a door on the north side of the room. You have a door on the west side of the room. Where do you go? And let them draw it out as they go. And each room, I mean, of course, you're going to have enemies in some of the rooms, uh, puzzles in others. And don't be afraid of the puzzles. Puzzles make it just so much fun, especially if your characters are um, in it. They, they invite the challenge of intellectual puzzles in these things. It makes it so much fun. So let them make a map as you go so they know where they've been. So they don't end up doubling back because they can't have a visual of what they're seeing. So if you do the map thing, give them some grid paper and let them draw it out, it actually makes them more involved in it. And they'll be much more apt to, to be able to stay entertained as they follow along with this dungeon crawl. Yeah. And there's there's also a couple two other ways that I can think of for maps. Um, that one is the most um, engaging, I would say. Um, but if you want it to be a little simpler and you just want to throw them a map you can do it like a quest giver and say hey i've got this dungeon map but i don't know what's at the end of the uh, of this cave or this cavern or they know what it is they they know this is you know uh in our arc one of our personal game they were looking for a god killing weapon they were told by a person hey legend has it there's this god killing weapon right here but it's a perilous journey here's a portion of the map good luck and they had to figure out the rest of the map and they had to, you know, go through the whole thing, but they had some kind of visual representation as Thorne was saying. So that way you're not going, okay, so you go forward. Uh, there's a left and a right. Okay. You choose right. Okay. You go right. There's a left and a right. Okay. You choose right. Okay. Hold on. Wait. Um, you're, you're back this way. Okay. So then there's a left and a right. Okay. You choose right. Okay. You're back where you started. Like that gets really bogged down it gets really frustrating for everyone and especially the dm or the story weaver because you're constantly having to remind them where they are give them some kind of visual even if it's a dry erase board and you just draw a gigantic square with a bunch of little lines and then you have your own notes of what's in each room but at least they know and they you can say where they've been yeah and definitely that at least that Mm-hmm. But the, the idea of also, if you want to go even a little further into it, giving them half a map, um, you could even, you know, dress it up a little bit and make it a prop, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of coffee, stain it, uh, a few burn marks with a lighter on the paper. Just make it make it engaging to them and make it interesting if you want to make it a prop. Props are some of the best things for dungeon crawls. Oh, yeah. Because the dungeon crawl can get bogged down and boring with battle. I mean, sometimes when you have, if you have five players, uh, I mean, a, a, a simple battle against kobolds or goblins could take an hour or more. Mm-hmm. And that gets bogged down and boring. So if you give them props, um, whether it be um, a half aged map or even like 
little vials or something for the healing potions or just something to, to keep them engaged with it, it can make a dungeon crawl much more interesting, so much more interesting. And you also have to remember the levels of your players, um, the type of uh, the type of, of enemies they can fight and win against. You don't want to throw them against beholders when they're level one. Why not? Uh, <laughs> that would be a bone daddy question. <laughs> uh, honestly, you want to give them something at the beginning of the dungeon crawl and something they can beat easily. So yeah. it, it, in that, to be honest, it actually makes them a little bit of cocky. And then yeah. every once in a while, throw them something a little harder. Um, you kind of want to draw them in and give them a goal. So like, say they, they come in and they fight just a few goblins in the next room, it's a few more goblins or maybe a kobold. And the next room you throw them a goblin horde. Uh, it's just, it, it's anything that just breaks up the monotony because dungeon crawls can be very monotonous. And there's also, if you, if you really wanted, like, let's say you wanted to give them a little bit of false hope, right? There's a BBEG at the end of this dungeon or this cavern or cave or secret layer, um, and they're going after the guy. You can give them a bunch of little mobos, you know, goblins, kobolds, whatever it is, ooze, um, anything that's low level, um, even wolves, and have them battle them, you know, Almost every, almost every room, you know, you want to break it up. Like Thorne said, you give it a little bit uh, less monotony, but don't let them. Okay. We're going to sit in this room and I'm going to barricade the door and I'm going to rest. If they do that, you don't want to just tell them no, but have them do a perception roll. Uh, I've done it where they did barricade the door. They were, uh, they were hidden. They were all rolled stealth checks. They said they were going to sleep quietly um, and they were going to take a, a short rest or a, even a long rest. In the middle of that, I asked, was anybody set up for security? Was anybody on lookout? And if somebody said, yeah, we, we put some, we definitely had somebody. And I, uh, Thorn was usually the lookout because of elves and the whole meditation thing. So they meditated for the two hours and they got a full rest. So they were on lookout. Well, they had to do a perception check and they heard a noise. And then a little bit later, they did another perception check and the noise was closer. And so they woke up the party. So they didn't get a full night's rest. And then the noise was right outside the door. And then you could see underneath the door that there was a shadow and it was huge. And then they all rolled another stealth check and they were quiet enough to where it just kept walking. But their full rest was interrupted. So they didn't get a full rest. They got a, a short rest. They got to recover their hit points and everything. You know, you don't take it all away, but it gave a little bit of drama. On top of that, you get that sweat equity for when they go towards the BBEG. They don't have all of their spells. They don't have, they're not fresh. They don't have all their full HP. They don't have their spell slots, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's a mechanic or they run out of, of healing potions or something like that. And so by the time they get to the BBEG, now it's super dramatic. There's, you know, there's lives at stake because they don't have enough. Maybe the bard's like, yeah, but I've got two inspirations left. Um, and then I'm just shooting arrows. That's, that's all I got. Uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, levels of exhaustion mm-hmm. are amazing for RP. Especially if you you have a level of exhaustion, that means your attacks are rolled of disadvantage. I mean, you have things like that can, can make for very big drama. And that's awesome. And Bone Daddy did it really well when we had the dungeon crawl in the that maze we were in. And I mean, it was it was intense because there was it seemed like every time we tried to, of course, I mean, to put it in perspective, like we had like, you know, 25, 30 people in, in a room, most of them NPCs, and there was stuff going on, like people were getting picked off because we were trying to sleep. And there were things in this huge room that we couldn't see. So, I mean, there's way to bring drama and, and effects to these, to a dungeon crawl that doesn't necessarily mean that it's impossible to beat. And that's the thing, like the, the goal of a dungeon crawl is for your players to beat it. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You don't want to just let them walk through it. You want to bring certain things that are going to going to make it difficult and i don't necessarily think that always has to be uh bad guys to beat you know anywhere mm-hmm. from kobolds goblins wolves whatever depending on the level i mean it could be all sorts of stuff but puzzles bring puzzles that into, into a dungeon crawl um secret doors traps that all goes for great rp in a dungeon crawl now say you go into a room you have two doors I mean, in, in one door, I mean, you obviously want to go this way. So you go to the door, you check over traps, and there's an acid trap. So it's acid spray. And you don't, you don't have, maybe you don't have a, a, a rogue with you. So you got the next best thing. You've got somebody else that's going to try to disarm this trap. But if it's, if it's not a rogue, it's usually pretty difficult, especially if you don't have a dexterity-based player. So... I mean, it, it comes down to knowing your, your party and throwing them challenges. Challenges. That doesn't necessarily mean they have to beat them all. You have to kind of balance it as a, as a story where you kind of got to balance what you got to give them enough challenge to make it dramatic. Yeah. And one of the things that we've, we, we did talk, we've talked about uh, puzzles before and we've talked about combat before. Um, and one of the best things about puzzles that I've seen and read on like Reddit and things like that. And one of the things that we talked about in the episode is that as a story weaver, if let's say it's an unlocked door, right. And it's always the, the cliche that the party has the hardest time with the unlocked door. They, they think of everything else in the room, but just checking the door, it can be funny once don't do it a bunch of times. Um, that gets really old and then the, the party might get a little upset and frustrated. Um, you're, you're a facilitator of their game. Like, yes, you would need to have fun as a story weaver, but you are a facilitator of the game. So don't be the only one at the table that's having fun. Let everyone else have fun. You know, the first time that I threw an unlocked door at uh, my party, it was in the midst of 32 other puzzles. Like it was a, a gigantic PDF of puzzles that I compiled. And it was purely because one player said, you know, this has been really easy. You should challenge us more. And so I did. Um, but in the middle of all these puzzles where they had actual answers, 
um, there was just an unlocked door. That was hilarious. Everyone laughed. We were all drinking. It was fine. You know, it was it was a good time. But if I did a bunch of unlocked doors and one was a mimic, um, it, it can be very frustrating. So definitely break it up. But the best thing about puzzles is that it doesn't have to have an answer. Give them a room with a thing in it. And if they do something cool as shit and they did they did had an idea that you couldn't you didn't think of, absolutely that that is the answer. That's the new answer to that puzzle. It wasn't, but that it it is now. You guys get through the room because that gives that player their moment. They they have their moment. Everybody's got to have a moment at some point in time during the campaign. And I think that just wow, that was cool as shit. Yeah, no, you win. I mean, that was that was it. You know, and then you just write that down for later. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the truth. Like sometimes the players come up with some stuff that's so unique that you're just like, okay, I'm gonna give that to you because that's just cool shit. Yeah. And that's the thing about being a story weaver is you have that control. If a puzzle has an answer that's really super difficult, but they come up with a very unique idea, give it to them. It's great. It's fine. That's that's your it's up, it's your prerogative as a story weaver. That's just the way it works. And as puzzles in a dungeon crawl could be interesting to break things up. And if you have a, a bunch of players that are really into the puzzles, give them some more. Yeah. Give them some difficult ones. Give them some easy ones. I tell you what, when you come up with a with when you're going really difficult puzzles and you throw them a super easy puzzle, it will mess up a group of players more than anything because they're like, that's that can't be the answer. Yeah. There's no way that could be the answer. And that's it's really funny to do. And it's great. And it actually it kind of brings it back down to earth a little bit because they get a little cocky when they're answering all these difficult puzzles. Right. And it kind of brings it back down to earth. And they, they realize that sometimes the easiest answer is the true answer. You can really play with them like that. And as far Why, as as it, it gets wet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I can remember as Tobin, uh, uh, the the DM, the, the story room that was running that one had had a puzzle room that was just you had to read line after line that was just so in, intense and so just expansive. And my the character I was playing, Tobin, was like, "No, this is just too much. I'm just going to do this." And it was the right answer, yeah, literally the right answer. So it was like, "Okay, that's fine." So we just moved on. Because it was basically a dungeon crawl at that point. But there's so much you can do with dungeon crawls that can make them so much fun. You just have to be willing to do it. And it, it tends to be a little more work for a story weaver because you have to plan out each room. Mm -hmm. But it can be fun for your players because they, they're just concentrating on what's going on right now. They don't have to... RP every second. They don't have to think of big, expansive ideas. They don't have to go through huge plots to figure out the next question. If you have an off day where everybody wants to play D&D and you don't have a one-shot ready, you can just literally go. There's websites that you can go, and I can't think of them right now. If I can find the, the one I'm thinking of, I'll put it in the comments uh, or I'll put it in the description below. But there's a website that you can literally just punch up and just randomly generated dungeons come up. Yeah. And that could be useful tool for Story Weaver because, I mean, if you have to come up with it yourself, sure, it's it's easy, but it's time consuming. 
Yeah. So if you do this and if you use the, this, the site that I'm thinking of, you could just come up with a, a new dungeon and just place some enemies in there and place the BBEG in the end and just go to town. I mean, it's, it could be literally something you could do for four hours with your, your group and just have a good time. Plain yeah. and simple. The one that I use just because I can think of it uh, is www.kasoon, K-A-S, I think it's two S's, K-A-S-S-O-O-N.com. I think that's um, what I'm thinking of. Okay. It, it's a puzzle generator. Um, they've got fifth edition. Uh, they've got fourth edition because that's what I originally used it for. Um, but they have grid maps. They've got DM screens. Um, it is two S's, K-A-S-S-O-O-N. Um, they have tabs for damn near everything. There's a, they have modules and stuff like that. And you could get, if you want to, you can, you, uh, you can get the premium for literally a dollar and get no ads on it and, and some more features. Um, and you can also donate or become a patron cause they have some Patreon, uh, specific things that they do. Um, they're really cool. So, Hey, shout out Kasoon. Um, but, uh, I use them all the freaking time for, just random generating puzzles and even battle maps. And, you know, uh, they do have a dice roller on there if you're an electronic dice roller. Um, so a bunch of cool shit. You could check them out. Um, but, you know, if you just really can't think of anything, like Thorne said, like, hey, there's a one shot. Here's an encounter idea. Here's a puzzle. Boom. Click. Done. It rolls for you. Okay, here's what it is. And it's super simple. And then, I mean, I'm sure you could just Google D&D puzzle generator or whatever tabletop platform you're playing puzzle generator. I'm sure there's one. I mean, it's the internet. There's all kinds of stuff on the interwebs. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> and, and there is also, there's one more thing I want to touch before we, before we go to closing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, one of the biggest things for doing a dungeon crawl is treasure. Yeah. You're going to give rewards. your characters treasure rewards for doing what they're doing. So you put rooms, secret rooms behind secret doors or whatever, but you put treasure in them. And we're talking magic weapons, magic armor. It doesn't have to be OP. You don't have to give level one characters plus three armor, but you can give them plus one. It's, It's a reward for doing what they're doing. So you can give them plus one weapons, plus one armor, um, maybe some rings, uh, anything like that is going to, going to, make your characters more involved because they're getting shit and everybody loves to get shit. Yeah. Especially for free. And especially it doesn't even have to be specific to a character, you know, like when, when, when Thorne's talking about rings, it could be just a straight up ring of protection, you know, plus one to AC or something like that. But the fun part is, is if, you know, one of the, one of the things that, um, Brennan Lee Mulligan talks about is that there shouldn't be a magic item store. Like you shouldn't be able to just go to a store and be like, I want this and pay for it. It's kind of cheap. And you know, it, 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 it is what it is. A lot of new DMS do that and it's great. And it works for a lot of campaigns. And I used to do that. Um, now that I'm in arc three of my campaign, I don't have an item shop for them to buy things. They get it through their patrons, through their gods, through, uh through finding the you know legends and things like that and so it makes it a little more engaging hence the dungeon crawl if they go and they find the 
the almighty weapon that was at the bottom of the ocean or whatever and or they find the the crown of jewels uh the crown of the crown of fire uh in the lost city um they they get it that way instead of just going and then like oh 500 gold boom got it done uh but you know like thorn said if you give them rewards if you can give them some kind of thing or even just a connection or a piece or a clue to the next puzzle they're they're gonna be super engaged and man yeah i got this thing and that's gonna be the story that when you're all you know drinking or or just eating whatever you guys are doing um they're gonna say hey you remember that one time we were in this dungeon and you know uh i don't know jake from state farm like swung from the 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 cavern top and he he smacked his face right into a mimic that was mimicking a stalactite and you know we we escaped that and then we found the ring in in the chest that's going to be what everyone remembers not you know hey we spent eight hours doing a dungeon crawl if if that's what they remember (laughs) and it's not a, a feeling of pride you know hey we spent eight hours going through room to room fighting monster to monster if they have that that feeling of like oh my god we spent eight hours then obviously they weren't having fun if you were like oh man i can't wait to tell you like we spent eight hours we did this thing and then we went on and like if you have to stop your friend from talking about the eight hour dungeon crawl you did the right fucking thing you did a good job they had fun that's it you're done Boom, pat yourself on your back. <laughs> exactly. That, that would be the, the ultimate, is the, them having fun. Because that's what it's about. It's about having fun. Exactly. But, like, when you're doing the treasures, like, there's a website I've used before for random. If you don't want to figure out each treasure chest, mm-hmm. the good thing to do is there's a there's a website. I think it's called donjon.com that yeah. has a random magic item generator mm-hmm. that is amazing. It really does. And you could choose the level of, of the item you want and just put it in there because you don't want level one characters getting legendary items. <laughs> That's just not a good thing. So you can choose like a rare or, or, you know, something like that. And it will come up with an item and it's completely random. So say you have, you know, like, um, like wizards or something like that. And they find full plate. I mean, it's not something they can use. But they can so, sell it but they can sell it and that's where you get the money to help the thing going along so i mean use use donjon it's, it's actually is a really good so shout out donjon yeah but it, it's a really good random generator for all sorts of stuff it has many random generators on there but make it fun make them find stuff that, that's gonna it, like impress them at least they can carry it and sell it if they can't use it yeah that's fine and your characters will remember that though they will remember that the magic items they found it after they fought 15 goblins in a room there's a treasure chest there the other thing that i want to talk about uh as i guess as a closing statement we talked about it a little bit beforehand uh was props if so i have a group that we have all been playing D for a fuck ton of time um you know thorn is our our oldest guy, you know, he's he's been playing since AD and D. I've I've played I'm not that old. I know you're not that old, but you've been playing since the beginning of time. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but 
you know, he's played a D and D I played two uh, E on and stuff like that. I came, I came into D and D right around three, 3.5. Um, but I did start with two um, and Thaco scores. Never mind. We're not going to get into that. Um, but the cool thing about having all this experience is twofold. One, we've all done some form of story weaving, even if it's on a different platform, we've done a bunch of other story weaving. Um, and so I am allowed to make my campaign just a little bit harder because they all know the rules, every single one of them. In fact, we have a rules lawyer and, you know, he's not an asshole about it, but he's a rules lawyer for sure. And so having something where I can break the game just a little bit or having something interesting in front of us helps the the campaign especially with the dungeon crawl um i've used uh hourglasses for timekeeping you know i oh, that's uh, <laughs> that sucks. i hated the hourglass i just sucked. um you know we've we've done uh different bags of goodies when i when i was role playing i used a uh, i had a sack with a bunch of uh, like metal chips in it so that it sounded like money i've used actual money i just put like quarters and pennies and dimes into a leather sack and you know when i was role playing the the barkeep quest giver i literally tossed this leather bag uh, across the table and he had to roll to see if he caught it or not in, in real life he caught it but he had the role to see if he caught it and it was a fun time. Um, and so if you can do any kind of prop, you know, look on TikTok. there's a gargantuan amount of D and D creators and content uh, people on TikTok right now that are giving me all kinds of ideas that I'm stealing mine, 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 mine. Um, but steal everything. <laughs> steal everything. That's one of our mottos, but literally like I've seen invisible ink, uh, on papers, things like that. Uh, one guy sent letters, which I'm planning on doing something similar to, but he sent letters to his party, like in real life, USPS snail mail letters that were bits and pieces of puzzles to the, the, the thing. And each one that he had, if you put it over, they had like this really cool TV on their, um, uh, uh, their game table so it was like you know the led on, on underneath a, a plexiglass when you put all the papers on top the light illuminated a hidden thing and it was super fucking cool you know you can do all that shit it doesn't take that much extra effort like the the extra effort is in coming up with the thing but once you have the thing you know what are you doing i mean you just buy some some parchment paper or make your own parchment paper and burn it and put some coffee on it and make it old, bake it in the oven for a little bit. And it gives it that like worn wrinkly look or just literally crumble it up and unfold it, you know, shit like that, you know, a, a scroll, all of those little things, man, even, even Thorn is like, Oh man, that was badass. And I get, you know, really cool drinking stories afterwards. So cheers. <laughs> Exactly. Like props are great. Any kind of prop you can bring, it actually draws the characters in. It draws your players in. And it gives them something to hold or look at. And maps are great. They're easy to do. Coffee stains are great. Baking it, burning it. It's all great. 
But the, the thing is, is, and it's the thing we've said from the beginning is have fun with it. Hell yeah. If it seems like you're doing homework and not having fun with it, <laughs> you got to stop because yeah. it's just not, it's not worth it. And but, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to cut in just for a second. Um, if you're not having fun, if your party is not having fun and you can see it, I mean, you know, some people have problems with social cues. So make sure that you're you're keeping um, communication with your table and have that open dialogue. But in the middle of a dungeon crawl, if I'm seeing or I'm being told, hey, you know, this isn't actually fun. um, Full stop. Just either either move on, end it or just take a step back and be like, hey, guys, I'm noticing like we're kind of like slogging through this. Do you guys want to just do a time lapse? We could just do a couple of rolls, see what happens, whatever the rolls, you know, whatever the dice says, that's what happens. And that's it. It's a, a quick and clean way to do it. And then there's no, not really a, a problem about that, you know, and honestly, the table is probably going to respect you a little more if you're like, hey, I realized that I didn't make this as fun as I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm sorry, 32 rooms of five goblins a piece isn't cool. So let's just skip them. And here's here's what happens. And you just time lapse it. And, and don't take offense to it. No. If you spent hours on this and the players aren't having fun, don't take it personally. It's just a roll of the dice. I mean, if if they're not having fun, let's get through it. Let's get done. I'm yeah. sorry you spent so much time on it. But it, if they're not having fun, it's, it's not it's not worth it. So don't take offense and just roll with the punches and, and do your next thing. So, I mean, this is how dungeon crawls can be made exciting yeah. uh, and they can be made fun. I think we've given you a lot of ideas. So final thoughts, Cillian? Uh, final thought, which is kind of, I guess, adding on and cheating uh, to your your thought, which was, don't take offense to it. There's nothing wrong with having thought that this would be a fun thing, you know, like uh, off the wall, just a murder mystery. Not everyone likes murder mysteries. And you thought it was the baddest thing in the world. I have this Orient Express, you know, level murder mystery. I got it. But only one person likes it. Switch it up. So the same thing with this, the, the dungeon crawl, just skip ahead. And there's nothing wrong with maybe this table like if it's if you guys uh especially you know online is a huge thing right now if you guys are playing online with total strangers and you just met online save the work that you did don't just crumple it up and throw it away ah no one liked it it's trash no it's not trash keep the idea put it in a binder trust me the thorn will tell you i've got papers fucking essays of different shit (laughs) that literally hasn't hit the table because i was like well we missed that one both tore it out of the the journal put it in a folder it's on my bookshelf and i have that for later and it could happen with my group of friends here it could happen you know i volunteer at san japan shout out san japan um i could pull that idea out for san japan don't throw it away don't um don't don't like uh what is it called um don't get in your head about things you know you're not trash you're not you're not anything you are a story weaver you had an idea you liked it that means it's a good idea that's it boom done it's a good idea if exactly. other if other people 
you know, didn't like it this time doesn't mean it's not going to happen next time. Maybe they weren't in the mood today. Maybe they had a bad day and they really just wanted to role play the shit out of something or reverse. Maybe they really did want this dungeon crawl because God damn it. I wanted to kill some dragons in a row. I wanted some bad, deadly, bloody shit. <laughs> like just it all changes. Yeah. And, and for me, I mean, I'm not a dungeon crawl story per se. Uh, I don't particularly like dungeon crawls, but there is a way to do them to where they can be fun. So I say, you know, study up, do what you like to do. Uh, think about your players and come up with something that's entertaining rather than just slogging along, killing goblins every room. You know, mix it up, have fun with it. And like Elodine said, if you think it's fun, whether they like it or not, use it again. Somebody, people are going to like it because, I mean, you were a player first before you were a story weaver. So somebody's going to like it. But, I mean, Dungeon Crawls can be fun. And and it does mix up. If you have a very heavy RP game, throw a Dungeon Crawl in, let them go through some just battle for a session or two, (laughs) and then go back to your heavy RP. There's nothing wrong with that. And like it, I mean, dungeon crawls can be fun. You just have to do it right. That's plain and simple. And it doesn't have to be a full session either. You can do a half session. I mean, you know, combats might take an hour, especially if you have a bigger party. Um, And we do have a how to make combat faster and more fun episode. So go listen to that. But it can be where, you know, if you guys play for eight hours, eventually you're going to have some kind of combat. You're going to have some kind of thing. So a dungeon crawl could be half of your session. And, you know, like we said, uh, if if it's not going quite as planned, you still have the dungeon crawl. You still have the combat. Boom. OK, you know what? We're just going to skip ahead um, and role play it. And that's it. We just we skip time. OK, four hours go by. You guys make it out of the cavern. This is the loot that you won. Um, these are the the roles, you know obviously don't let a character die during a a time jump but time jump it it's quick and easy move on um but that is i think i think that's that's the end we've we've given you guys plenty of ideas uh their stories if you guys have something we missed about dungeon crawls shoot us an email or comment uh, comment on this uh the the episode at the bottom uh, you know, whatever, however you want to contact us, our email is this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, shoot us a comment, tell us what we missed, or tell us a badass story about a dungeon crawl that you had. Give us that that story I talked about where you can't stop talking about that eight hour session. Yeah, we were in the, the cave for eight hours, but I want to hear that story. I want to hear the badassery and we will read it on the episode. And if it's badass enough, we will have you on the podcast uh, and we can talk about it and get some new ideas from you uh, about dungeon crawls. So let us know and remember to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied. <laughs>